Coming to you from the Underground Studio, this is the Sipping Social Podcast. My name is Mike Carl. I'm here with my boy and certified bourbon steward, Garrett Turnquist. Yo. We also have our stellar producer on the mic, Johnny. Say what up. What's up? We're here to dive into all aspects of the restaurant industry. We truly love what we do, and more so, we love talking about it. We're going to pour, sample, review anything you need to know about. Pour yourself a cocktail and join us on this journey. Let's Let's go. go. Alright, alright. Uh, welcome listeners. we got episode uh, 42 today for the Sipping Social Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we got a solid, solid guest with us, one of Garrett and I's longtime buddies in the industry, Mr. Matt Brown from Blom Brothers. How you doing, brother? Hello, thank you. Thanks I, for having me. I didn't mean to back the brother up with the Blom Brothers. That sounded silly. But double brothers. That's du- fine. Double brothers. Beautiful. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us. We got lots to talk about. Restaurant yeah, stuff, whiskey stuff, beer stuff. Uh, but before we get into that, let's talk about what we're sipping on. What you sipping on, Matt? I'm sipping on uh, Blum Brothers' uh, new um, cognac finished bourbon. Something we might try later? Yeah, and then absolutely. We're talk about I it. wish you would. Awesome. We'll talk about <laughs> it and uh, review it in a little bit. Gee, what you got? Uh, I got the Amazing Mash Single Barrel Sazerac Rye. Ooh, is it tasty? It tastes better every time I drink it. <sighs> So good. Johnny, what you got over there? Let me, let me guess what you got. You know what? I'm really failing over here because I let my Captain and Coke sit out too long, so I'm drinking a really watered-down piece of shit. <laughs> is, is there a Coors Light over there? <laughs> no. A couple of backup drinks. <laughs> couple no. backup, I got a couple of waters because I know uh, it's going to be a, a drinky night. It's going to be a doozy? Yeah. Beautiful. I got a little Pipework Citra on repeat, hazy IPA. Surprise, surprise on Ooh. the hazy. Really tasty beer. Let's have a cheers before we get into the podcast, boys. Cheers. cheers. We're going to have a good you. time, drink some go. whiskey, and uh, talk about it. Yep. Cheers. Can I uh, mention a Pipeworks beer that I'm excited for? Sure. Uh, they're putting out an Italian Pilsner okay. with uh, J.P. Graziano uh, Italian sub shop, uh, like front and center on the on the label. Really? It looks great. Yeah. Cool. When it's, is that? Do you, what, do you know when that's supposed it's to be com- released? It's coming out. I've seen uh, the the guys on the street uh, selling it to accounts. Slanging it? So, yeah. Cool. Tastes really good. Well, Pipeworks only makes about a thousand different types of beers, so uh, just chalk <laughs> up another one uh, on, the, on the list. Have you ever been on their website to try to, like, research a beer? No. It no. can't, like, reload <laughs> because not. there's so much beer on there so i have to recharge my phone every time i get the email about what they have offering because it's a long scroll <laughs> so and uh, trying to find where the barrels are at not the package it's so good but what uh, a sick what a success story huh 10 years of of uh self-distribution and no not even uh like a rep basically you know they have drivers who yeah, that's you true. know suggest things but sales account managers yeah exactly they're they're uh pure pure organic growth yeah, they, they've, they've definitely killed it. I think they're the second largest uh, craft brewery in Illinois behind Revolution. Wow. Um, really? I think so. I thought Solomoth was. Mm, they might have as many SKUs, but I don't think they make as much beer as Pipeworks does. But we'll have somebody on from Solomoth that can distribute that, and maybe we'll get somebody on from Pipeworks that can talk more about it. But we're going to concentrate on Matt Brown today. A good, a good podcasting uh, uh, strategy. Don't fact-check any, anything. That's not your job. <laughs> well, first of all, if you, you, that you, a couple times. you haven't listened to our podcast, if you don't know that we're not on top of our fact-checking, we, we, uh, we check it while we're talking about okay, it. Okay, so. got it. But uh, tell us, uh, how you doing today, man? Oh, I'm just great. Awesome. Having this beautiful... <laughs> A uh, kind of muggy, rainy, weird spring day. Yeah, you know, 
Mm-hmm. When I when I was a kid, I, the, it was a very funny joke when old people said their joints hurt when it rains. And uh, boy, does my <laughs> right shoulder hurt. <laughs> Feels like a, a little bit of whiplash. Um, but other than that, other than falling apart physically, uh, let's move on to me falling apart mentally. So um, <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, looking forward to... Um, being back into full swing with on-premise kind of just being back. Yeah, for you sure. Because it's been a, a strange year for the last two couple of years. Not yeah. strange year. The last couple of years have been strange regarding yeah. that, right? Well, the uh, you know, with the past rollbacks of um, COVID mandates, uh, the this most recent one happening around like February, right, basically, yeah. I feel like there was a, a lot of trepidation from my accounts, so they weren't rolling back stuff. They weren't meeting the mandates like quickly. They were kind of testing the water because sure. they were expecting them to come back. But makes for sense. What, totally. And f- for this one, whatever it is, it's like people were just like super ready to just jump back in, which is great. Cool. Great for business and great for morale. Um, How are you guys keeping up with the product and the demand for product? Oh, we're not. It's just, just late, like everybody else. <laughs> late stage Jenga tower all the time. So a little bit of uh, ch- supply chain issues. You guys are probably stuck on some. You know, we don't really. We, a, so uh, uh, supply chain. Yes. Thank you. Let's go into that. <laughs> we don't really have supply chain issues. I was trying to give you an out. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. But uh, so, so uh, we uh, the supply chain is internally <laughs> that we didn't make enough whiskey <laughs> five years ago. Nice. Uh, yes. I mean, the supply chain issues that affect us aren't, you know, it, a lot of the supply chain issues that are affecting manufacturing are um, due to just-in-time manufacturing, you know, penny-pinching sure. from people down the line. What they did is when COVID happened, they laid off everyone, and then they tried to hire everyone back as part-time seasonal workers with no benefits, and it slowed down production. A lot of companies that happened. Weird. Um, Weird. Yeah. Weird how that worked out. <laughs> yeah, and then it bit them. Never would have thought that would happen. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't go really well for them. So uh, the suppliers we have, we didn't. Re- we didn't go. We didn't really go through that kind of thing. Of good. Um, yeah, I think it. You know, it. It could have happened in some places, like uh, getting Bloody Mary or getting like barrels to buy. But all, sure. all of our all of our suppliers are are great. Cool, man. So. That's good to hear. We uh, obviously a lot of restaurants and distributors and distilleries and breweries had a pivot throughout that time. I'm glad you guys are able to come through. Yeah, uh, it sucks and, to be them, huh? It does. <laughs> I couldn't imagine. <laughs> well, the cream rise to the top, and the Creamy Brothers and I have sailed those nice um, crystalline milky waves into 2022. Beautiful. Someone say something else. Sweet. We're going to move on to some restaurant news. This is the, the segment where we talk about some some awesome restaurant news. Uh, so a bar back of mine brought this up to me, um, talking about NFTs today in the restaurant industry. I didn't know anything about them. Now I know a little bit more. Uh, non-fungible tokens, <laughs> um, mainly used for websites and things of that nature as far as pointing your phone at a at a NFT and it just brings a website up as opposed to a QR code where you have to like hit two buttons. That's, that's the, the way he explained it to me as far as NFTs helping the restaurant industry. And it seemed like there were some restaurants in the city that were starting to use that. Now, the way most people know them to my knowledge is that it's something that you purchase and it has some sort of value. That's not what this would be used for the restaurant industry. So, uh, anybody have any thoughts on that or think that that's a good idea? I mean, sure. If it helps it, it makes it makes it quicker. Yeah, is it 
Is it an app you have to download? No, you just literally point your phone at it and it just brings so up So your phone has to download an update to get the NFT available? Or is it a different kind of thing that it scans instead of a QR code? Yeah, that's it's just different than the QR code. Uh, yeah, I mean... I mean, it just saves one step, right? Sure. Yeah, it's, I, think, it's I literally be, just spent two years teaching people how to work a QR code. So now you i got to teach them how to do, do NFT. NFT. So, F, so F that. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. I didn't know that my just regular... NF that. I didn't know I just... I could use my regular camera to open up a QR code. So I downloaded a QR code reader app. So I had to look at an ad for about six months before. I bet you're also the guy <laughs> directed who, to it who downloaded you, you a every, flashlight Every other too, right? 60-year-old out there <laughs> had to do that. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know about NFTs. I'm kind of, you know, I'll, I'll talk about how we, it, we brought it up in meetings, internal meetings. You know, we have these very coveted, uh, Blum Brothers bottles that um, move on the secondary market a lot. And we've talked about maybe we sell the bottle as an NFT. You buy the NFT and you get the bottle too. And that way, because when the NFT switches hands, the originator gets a kickback. Mm. So we thought that would be like a fun, modern way to, you know. That's it, interesting. But, I mean, ultimately, the everything is associated with the NFTs. To me, I don't want to speak for the brothers because we've moved on from that idea for a, a number of reasons. But to me, it's just kind of a little stinky and a little icky. Okay. And you know the yeah. Why do they need a portion of every sale of? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, even though technically the secondary market is illegal. Right. And so uh, yeah. So um. And I would never, ever use it. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I, I don't even. Yeah, I don't even know where to look for that kind of thing. I wouldn't even have the slightest idea where to start. So, um, yeah, I mean, it just it, it uh, NFT just stuff just seems kind of icky and gross to me, and okay. is just a pyramid scheme adjacent. And I agree I with that. Know. It seems it seems scammy to me in yeah. a lot of different ways. Yeah, and I just I'm not sure I trust it as anything more than a fad for people who have lots of money. That's right. Yeah. All right, um, number three on the restaurant news is up here, and Matt was alluding to having some insider knowledge of this, but um, I don't know if I've heard about this, but Comiskey, a.k.a. Guaranteed Rate, lost the lost Revolution Brewery as the main craft sponsor? Yeah, so the White Sox basically kicked out Revolution and Goose Island in favor of Miller Coors mm. to be their main beer sponsor. Okay. Uh, so th- a- as I understand it from my secret, secret sources deep within the Chicago underbelly, is that basically um, uh, Miller Coors is trying to do some stuff with Blue Moon because it's still a growth it's still a growth brand for them, unbelievably. <laughs> what? Yes. So they're but they're trying <laughs> to do a, a relaunch in Chicago, and I guess they're Blue Moon seltzers or something. Good grief! But anyways, there's there's a lot of energy being put into the Blue Moon umbrella, and I I I. I will say that if I'm wrong on it, fine, whatever. I don't care. Oh, we'll, like, we'll fact check. Yeah, we'll have to redact this come, the next time we uh, right. recorded. You'll come. Um, they'll come. The Miller Coors will come with pitchforks in my house. So be it. But uh, but they offered um, the White Sox just stupid money, of course. And uh, Revolution and uh, Revolution and Goose Island didn't even get a chance to uh, re up. Yeah, or didn't even get a chance to negotiate. Wow. There was just like you're out. Blue Moon is in. But the thing is. In their like algorithm for like who stays on tap handles across the ballpark and who doesn't, yeah, 
uh, Revolution just sold so much fucking beer. They still have like five tap handles <laughs> around the park. So they're still in. Like, I got you. They're just yeah, not the main guy. Exactly. All they right. don't have like the little deck in the right field stands sure, and, or and whatever. Like I said earlier, Revolu- sucks, Revolution's the, the biggest craft brewery in Illinois and they sell way more beer than anybody else. So it'd be silly to not at least have. Oh, it's not even close. Yeah, it's not even, not even close. Yeah. 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 yeah they, they dominate. So. Um, at least they're still available, and that everybody says that craft beer porch or whatever that area is is super dope. I've not been, but um, maybe check it out sometime. If I have a free ticket, no, you're a Cubs fan. <laughs> Remember that a free ticket. Okay, okay, perfect. <laughs> uh, Dave and Buster's has bought main event. Um, we've been to Dave and Buster's twice for company event and main, main event for once. Yeah, so similar. Kinda, it's the exact same thing, right? Yeah, but main event had that little. Uh, well, main event has bowling. Well, has got it had bowling and the um, oh, the like the jungle gym that you strap in. Oh yeah, like the the ropes like, course. The ropes course. Yeah, I thought that that was kind of cool. That is kind of cool. And Dave and Buster's is kind of like a like a one note kind of place to me. I don't know. It's food, food and games. Yeah, which I guess there's multiple games, but I don't know. You got a couple pool tables, but then it's all the no la- games. no laser tag. That's true. Main event had laser tag, and that was yeah. dope. And they have they have. Mini golf too, yeah, yeah. What was the heyday of that model? Oh, like two thousand, two thousand nine, yeah, uh, mid two thousands. That's when they first started coming out. Yeah, right. I'm trying to think of when I was twenty one and go there and be like super. I feel like the late nineties mm-hmm. is when they kind of came around, and then it took like five years to kind of build up steam. What was the one in Woodfield that was the GameWorks? Yeah, is that still around? Uh, should have fact checked that. Nineteen eighty eight when it was Showbiz Pizza. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, literally, it's, it's eight. It's a it's a <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese. It's not Wait like a minute. It's not like a genius marketing <laughs> the, thing either, right? The math it's in my Chuck E. Cheese for adults. Right. For adults, yeah. Enchanted Castle. Yeah, yeah. With laser tag. Yeah. Oh man, Enchanted Castle and putt putt golf too. Yeah, Enchanted Castle was cool. You oh. can't wear your hat backwards there. Yeah, or have holes or hoodies. In your jeans. Yeah, or hoodies. <laughs> there you no, go. No hoodies. It was also in Lombard, so I get it. Did you have to find that out the hard way? Oh yes. I was frightened beyond belief to have a teenager talking to me while I was playing skee ball. They were like, you got to put your hat forward. And I think I screamed and like jumped out of my jeans. <laughs> out of your, out of your jeans. Jen- out of your Jenkos. Yeah. I hope you knew that was on. <laughs> were they rolled up tight or do you have them free flowing? No, that's the thing. The like skateboarding culture stuff that I wanted so bad was just out of my grasp mm. because I was just getting everything hands down. You know, I'm the youngest of four. I was so very close to it wasn't it wasn't Jinko jeans. It was very baggy cargo pants and camouflage cargo pants. And, and they're baggy were baggy because they, they got passed down because you're bigger the, than you were. No, no, that's what I wanted. No, no, no. That's what I wanted. Yeah. And it wasn't available to me. It was, you know uh you got the old navy downs. jeans. Yeah. Uh-huh. And D C shoes. That's I got the D C shoes. That's solid. Those were that go. was that was what I did get. All right. All right. Uh, per the USDA, uh, food costs are increasing at the fastest rate in 40 years, which I feel like I feel in my wallet pretty much every other day. Yeah, it makes you really think twice about eating out. Or just at what places you eat out at. Right. Get the value for the money you're paying. Uh-huh. Cause I, I, this is such a funny, well, not funny, but I feel, <laughs> you're right. You. It is thank funny. You. Thank you. Um, I feel like I've introduced into a lot of conversations that it was more expensive than I wanted it to be, like that that saying. And then I, as soon as I say that, I'm like, why, why sure. did I say that? Everything is more expensive now. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I like need to get that out of my yeah. the way I think. Like it's just the price is what it is. Yeah. You know, especially when it comes to food. 
chicken's pretty much the same class as, as like same price as beef right now. Yeah. For several reasons, but. Um, so you got so to pay attention to like if you're going to a place and they're charging fourteen dollars for a burger, like is that better, burger just, just better be a good value. As good as the burger shop down the street that like focuses on burgers, like yeah, pay yeah. more attention. Yeah, absolutely. Did you put this one on there with the uh, hourly back of the house wages still yeah. on the rise? Yeah, it's still on the rise. I mean, two years ago, you're charging, a, you're paying a line cook twelve to fourteen bucks an hour. Yeah, and then it jumped up to sixteen to eighteen. And uh, Maze just hired a guy for twenty bucks. I just saw a job posting for a spot in the city that they're offering twenty five dollars an hour for a prep cook. Yeah, who's? It's, it's what it is. He's there from nine to two, doesn't make a dish, just yeah. chopping vegetables. Yeah, they have bodies right now. Yeah, honestly, I remember. Uh, I mean, the staffing issues. Oh man, I, here I, I guess I'll open it up larger and then I'll get smaller. But like, I feel like. A lot of the pandemic in restaurant issues specifically haven't introduced really new problems, just made the existing problems way bigger. And especially like staffing. I I haven't worked in a restaurant for like five years now, um, but I remember even back then it was impossible hiring people. I mean, it's just and uh, 60% of the workforce has left. Yeah. Um, And then so now it's super, you get to be super choosy where you work. So why why not make? Extra couple bucks for sure. I also feel like there's we also ten times many mm, more restaurants as there used to be. Every downtown area you go to, mm-hmm. like in 2004, we mm-hmm. had five restaurants. Now there's 20. You go to Glen mm-hmm. Ellen, they had five restaurants. Now there's 20, 25. Yeah, I I just feel like you have, it's it's a smaller pond, right, to choose from, right, and they're so, and they're all bootstrap, and they're the new restaurants are all bootstrappy too they're like smaller menus like you know um maybe counter type service or you know i mean it's it it, it's very interesting you know yeah to see them um kind of adjust to doing uh more with less yeah from the outset which is great i think it's way harder to do the opposite is to pare down once you're so um i've been kind of on this uh on this trip, man. Let me tell you. Let me tell you about this trip I've been on. Uh, I've been. M- my big hypothesis has been. Go on. Okay. Yes. So uh, <laughs> my big hypothesis is uh, limiting your hours, taking hours away from your inventory of hours. If you're a restaurant or a bar, yeah. is a really bad idea. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Just like broadly, but even uh, d- due to staffing issues, you know, I have a lot of accounts who have been like, "All right, I'm not going to be open." I was I was closed on Mondays. Now I'm not going to be open on Monday and Tuesday. I was open for lunch. Now I'm just going to close off lunches entirely, which yeah. is an impulse. Like I totally get and I understand. Like I was managing restaurants too, you know, in in the boon times, you know. So I, I'm not quite qualified to to say this, but I, I've been telling accounts like if I were you, I would just pare down your staff and like offer a limited menu in those times where you couldn't and just kind of power through it because I really feel like here's the true hypothesis. I really feel like if you have uh, an audience who was coming to your restaurant at certain times and they come to your restaurant and it's closed, they do that once or twice. twice. They're never twice. coming back. Never come back. 
For no. sure. I, I agree with that 100%. And that kind of comes down to, at the end of the night, a lot of restaurants do like a business decline as, a part, as opposed to like hard hours mm-hmm. saying, hey, we're open till 11. If you like slowly start closing a little bit earlier. You'll never go back. You'll never, never go, back, go back. And people will never show up past 9 o'clock. Because it's 50-50 as to whether or not yep. they'll even be open. Yep. So I get I like it for... This, I like having that hard stop Yeah. or have a slow decline after that hard stop. Well, having an 11 o'clock close time is fine. And if you shut it down at 10.30 one night, not a big no, deal. No, I'm saying like we're done at 11. Yeah. But if there's still people hanging out, I'll stay open. Sure. Well, I think a lot of bars do that. But when you come to the kitchen, it's, it's oh, generally for food. a very... The food should be... Yeah. Don't change the food times, right. that's for sure. Right, but you can close a little bit earlier every now and yes. then, and it's not going to hurt anything. But if you yeah, literally just close... Mo- yeah, yeah, exactly. You, you close on Monday lunches for two or three weeks. Anybody who went there for a lunch on a Monday the previous two or three years... never, You're never going to see them. You're just not going to see them. So I, I agree Sucks. with that, dude. It's it's With with the staff shortage, I think you're going to need four or five years, like two graduations worth of people out of college that are not going into... A traditional a job. trade or yeah. a traditional job mm-hmm. that they don't, that you're almost, and you're going to see the restaurant industry get younger, which is okay, but you yeah. get like four or five years, I really think that staffing will, will ease I can, off. I completely issues. agree. So. I, yeah, I completely agree. All of this stuff, like even if we're coming out of COVID and there's not another big, um, another big variant that I'm going to get you all sick with, <laughs> but um <laughs> I think it's still going to be five five years. About five years. It's like with this, with anything. Like ninety percent comes back pretty reasonably. Ten percent comes back at a super slow rate. Right. But um, it's kind of like yes. losing weight. It's kind of like losing weight. Five percent comes off in like two days, and the next ten percent takes keep, like two months. Keep going with the secrets about losing weight, yeah. man. I'm all ears. <laughs> I've been <laughs> okay because that's what this podcast is about. Yeah. Is, tell, uh, it's a nutritional podcast. Can I tell now, you, uh, <laughs> we're we're gonna do some. Can I tell you guys and your beautiful audience the nerdiest shit ever? So yes, I have bring been it on. continue. Bring it I have been trying to keep going. I've been trying to like reset my sleep schedule because my sleep schedule's been a fiat, and I've been eating a lot. At night, like after my after our three year old goes to bed, and I'm talking like eight fruit snacks, <laughs> like it's a horrific amount of like late night <laughs> snacking. It's really bad, and drinking a little bit more than I would usually be, Congrats. you know. But anyways, so to help me get to sleep, I've been. T- <laughs> I got like a jar of Delta Eight, like fake weed gummies that they will certainly get you really high, like just like regular edibles, if you eat a whole gummy. <laughs> Warm, but I've been taking like the smallest, littlest nibbles from these worms, like every night at like ten thirty, to help me get to bed without snacking like an animal before midnight. <laughs> and I don't know if it's working either, so I'm just in the basement opening up the jar, like hmm, time for my little nibble, just eating a quarter of a fake weed gummy <laughs> worm. We don't we don't do drugs on this podcast. Okay, exactly. This is I'll, a so this is a sober podcast. We'll enjoy the bottles. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> I feel like that is the best time to take them though at night, for me at least. When you're calming down, to yeah, calm you, calm I can't down a I bit. can't do that stuff during the day. Like no, my sure. mind just is like it's, it's Dude. crazy. But and, at night, I feel like it's very calming. I took that, but in like like in airplanes before, and I just sink. Yeah. I like literally sink into the seat. And Absolutely, I feel so comfortable. I'm fl- and calm. Yeah, I'm flying alongside the plane at that yeah. point. But um, <laughs> I. Yeah, it, it's good too at night. Edibles at night are so much better than edibles during the day because edibles during the day, it's so easy to fall into that trap of being like, I don't feel anything. I'm going to have a little more. 
and then you're you, then you're fucked. You're, yeah. Then it just hits you like a ton of bricks. Yeah, exactly. The whole afternoon shot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you lose four hours just real quick. Staring at the clouds, <laughs> for sure. So uh, we got some in, uh, some info on uh, a little bit of Jay Henry, who we've had uh, Joe Henry on here. Love um, those guys. <clears throat> great, great whiskey. They the make bl- great stuff. The Blum Brothers love for the for Jay Henry knows no bounds. We love those guys. Okay, cool. Yeah, I can't decide if you're being sarcastic or not. No, I'm being I think serious. It's real. Oh, yeah. I, th- I felt like it was a real thing. I've never been more sincere in my life. Cool. <laughs> now I don't believe it. <laughs> so Jay, gee, why don't you lead this one? This yeah, is uh, it just, this is a you thing. It just got. It just got. Uh, I just got news on it today. Joe, uh, if you're listening, I was being sincere. Joe's definitely I have not to, listening. I have, to, I have to be jokey because that's my on, persona. The boots but on the ground is not listening. <laughs> no. Yeah. He, uh, so they, I haven't, they've been out of stock. Can't order it for the past eight months. Come on, not a social. We got lots <laughs> yeah. of it. But you, you uh, as a, someone trying to buy it, you can't get it. So uh, <laughs> We got lots of it. Come uh, on. I'm going to need to borrow some. <laughs> cool. Um, the, so to circumvent that because they couldn't get enough good five-year barrels to blend together they are now only offering small batch four to eight year blends okay so they're they're because when he was on it if anyone goes back and listens to it he talks about how they're super excited that they're only releasing five-year stuff or older right because they Um, were allowed to right they didn't have to be picky right and now yeah now they have to be picky about what they release right well then they need to put something out well, that, that's what I'm talking about. Is yeah. it, it's a very select thing that they can put out before they could wait five years. Right. Now it's the, the well, that, demand is in. If they're blending eight-year stuff, that means that they didn't necessarily like it at five or six. So, okay. so maybe they're blending it with some other really good four-year. But either are they way, the ones doing the blending? They are. No, I don't think so. Because remember, they he yeah. said that they hired that gal to help them with the uh, anniversary blend, who's like world-renowned right. for bourbon. I'm pretty sure all they do is age their own whiskey, and then they taste, and then they say these barrels go together and then someone else like blends it and then bottles it for them. Yeah. Okay. So, but they're doing all their sampling and tasting, but there's a, like one or two ladies who do all that. I'm not sure. I'm not sure Joe or his dad are part of that. I'm sure they taste cool. it and say, cool. Yes, you're right or not. But, uh, speaking of whiskey, Matt, did you bring some whiskey today or did you, did you oh, go out to your trunk? Yeah. No, oh, no yeah. I brought some whiskey. All right. Let, he brought some Blom whiskey Brothers is whiskey. what I brought, MC. Perfect. And to, uh, give us a little, just a little preview of this specialty bottle you brought. Quick. Bourbon. F- finished it in cognac. Five, five years old. Perfect. Uh, That's the one. That's the one. That's, cut it. Cut it. Uh, for beer, this week I brought... Oh, no. We forgot number 11, 10. Oh, oh, we're leading into number ten. Okay, no, you so know what? No, it's good. I'm we, fine. I feel like don't put me on record. We've got that. we've got enough news here. Let's let's roll on to yeah. the drinking. Yeah. Oh. So you don't absolutely. want to put Matt on the spot. Absolutely. So we we'll put him on the spot in a little bit when we we'll we'll drink it. We got lots of questions for him. <laughs> oh, no. um, for beer, I got some Salamoth Small Waves City Club. Gary, mm. what kind of beer do you think that is? Ooh, baby. Is it a hazy? Uh, of course it's a hazy. <laughs> Another hazy IPA, the MC special. Salamoth, uh, man. Customer, Love those guys. Oh, they're the best. Customer of the week. This is going to be a fun one. The old wave you down preemptive order. Er. And I'm going to leave it at that. Yep. We're going to get into some good stuff and we're going to complain about those people real quick. I'm already jazzed. I can't wait. All right. Uh, next section, we got a little bit of Yeef, uh, yearly industry ebb and flow. Um, I only put one thing on there. So this is uh, Matt. This is our yearly industry ebb and flow. We call it Yeef. Yeef. All right. It's, uh, we just talk about the the restaurant industry and like what the next wave of things that we're dealing with as oh, far okay. as right. the industry evolves throughout the uh-huh. year. All right. So gearing up for summertime. Yes. 
um, just getting ready for those tents to come on Ooh. in any downtown area and uh, getting the patio nice and clean. And for us, it's just getting ready for that, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, also, we should plug this real quick. How have we not talked about this? Uh, for all of our listeners out there, May 10th, 6.30, Burger Social, Sipping Social is having a live podcast upstairs. Oh, my god! We should have led with this. 6.30 a.m., May 6th. 10th. You be there. <laughs> and we're going to get you wasted by 7.30 a.m. It'll be like the WGN podcast yeah, that we did. Yeah, for sure. Um, all of our listeners, contact Garrett and I one way or another. If you want to come, there's a limited amount of tickets. It's 40 bucks a pop. We will tell you the details as we get closer as far as what that all entails. Can I have one? Um, sure. 40 Can bucks. I know the details right now? Sure. 40, 40 bucks, bro. <laughs> it's a live show at the Burger Social. You get lots of booze. We get a little bit of beer. We got a surprise for everybody that shows up, uh, something that's a tradition of ours. The surprise is me, Matt Brown, <laughs> guesting on that podcast. <laughs> Matt's going to be barbacking. <laughs> no, Matt's going to be the hype man. Oh, the he's hype gonna, man. He's yeah. going to come in singing. He's going to have a, a sipping social tune he's going to jam out for us. So all of you guys listening, talk to Garrett and I, limited amount of seats. There's only 50 tickets going, 40 bucks a pop. That will include some good whiskey, some good beer. Um, come down to Social Amaze to check us out. And then also to back that up, last episode we talked about anybody who mentions the podcast at Maze and Social while we're working, free pint. That still goes. Come on by. We'd love to buy you a beer and talk about what you guys listen to and what you want to hear more about. All right, guys, you, uh, you ready to drink some delicious beer? Yes. Oh, yeah. Awesome, awesome. It. Beautiful. Here we go. Oh, sound effects are money, Gary. Sound of joy. Tune it up. Here we go, baby. Feeling quiet. Oh, it's, He's pouring kinda, kinda unsatisfying. the beer. Mike Carl in his natural certified, environment. Certified beer server over here. Uh-oh. Certified beer server. He is pouring it into glasses. Yeah, it, was almo- it was almost money. It was uh, He almost moneyed the portions, but this time he did No, not. you're such a good bartender that you know when you have to portion out something into four glasses, you always go light in the first always two so you light. can come back to them. Exactly. Beautiful. So what we're drinking today, uh, here you go, Johnny. We got a little Thank Solemn you. Oath Small Wave City Club. This is a hazy IPA. Um. So let me just give a quick backstory about this. I wish you would. The original beer of this is all day IPA from them. We, it's this is the third variation of it. We brewed a beer with them called Juicy Narrative. They changed all day IPA to the Juicy Narrative variant plus a hop, and then it evolved into this. This is the new version of the all day slash Juicy Narrative. So it's kind of cool because Wait, we was, were a part of What was of end all? Oh, what did I say? All day? You went to... Oh, all day IPA is founders. End all. It was yeah. end all IPA. All right. Uh, <laughs> John, Johnny will kind of edit that out, uh, but we could, we could stick with it. So Yeah. All right, cool. We, we so, corrected it right now. So it was end all IPA. Uh, that, that was the fact checking. Yes. Quickly done. Sorry. Thank you. No, thank you for correcting me. I always want to be corrected. So this is a hazy IPA, 6.5%, two of Garrett and I's favorite hops. Um, mm-hmm. Mosaic and Citra. Can I guess which which of you guys like which hop? It's it's kind of the combo thing. It's one in one in a one a one b. It is, and actually, there's a third one in there that we love just as much. And when the three of them are put together, those are usually beers that we gravitate to. Do you want to guess what, which one that is? Mm, yes. Okay. Sabro. Ooh, close. Galaxy. Oh, all right, everybody give this a nice big God. smell. Have a good night, Matt. I'll see you around later. <laughs> Failed the one question we asked him. God. God. <laughs> Now you have to get drunk and Uber home. (laughs) 
Uh, the packaging is great too. I love the little fishy guy. That's absolutely got got a great label on it. That's usually the the producer Johnny's job is to yeah, wait, step on the, his toes. Uh, oh, cool, great. great. Sorry, <laughs> I'm go I'm ahead, in his home ahead. and I'm stepping out his bits. <laughs> Beautiful. Let's uh, let's cheers the beer, and then we'll try it and we'll talk about cheers, it. Cheers, boys. Looks nice and hazy and uh, not too thick. Yeah, if an entire lake was filled with this beer, I. You know, swimming. I would never. It. I would never drown. I wouldn't. I'd know which way I was my swimming, way out, up or down or left or right. <laughs> but it's. But we've had definitely like uh, more like chunky, hazy beers that you can. It's not you chewy. Yeah, it's not. It's not chewy. So I, I just feel like it has like a lighter haze than some of the ones we've had recently. Yes, beautiful. What's the ABV? Uh, six and a half percent. What right. kind of notes are you guys getting on this? Tropical. This the smell is light. I'm. Not, I don't know. I'm not getting like not a, getting a huge like a huge aroma out of it. Are you Johnny? No, not real hoppy either. I'm getting a little pith, you know, like fruit peel, like on the lips, that kind of like bite back a little bit. But other than that, just a little bit super, of grapefruit, yeah, kind of, kind of some pineapple in there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I very, like it. Very I, citrus forward. It's an easy drinker, but an easy absolutely. drinker. Yeah, and I feel like sometimes the citrus in these beers become overwhelming. Yeah, and then, but this is not that so. I would order. Okay. I really like it. I'm going first. This one, I get, get it out. It's ready. I'm Jack. This is a eight. You're giving an eight, and I'm ordering this four times in a mm. row at a bar. You're gonna have four beers of this, at, yeah, no? back to back. This, this is easy. To so drink. here's here's my problem with that statement with you. After you have two of these, you're gonna go on to whiskey. But I'm not saying I'm not doing that alongside of this. <laughs> okay, that's but the like old sidecar combos, like if, baby. Yeah, like if I'm right. like if I'm out to lunch with like friends. Like I'm not, Crush I'm not, tr- I'm not going to whiskey at two o'clock in the afternoon. He's talking about ordering four four ounce tasters. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so no, what you just poured ounce. me right now? Yeah. <laughs> no, I would, I would. This is a, a beer that I would order multiple times in a row. It's yeah, that's I a normal way to order in a bar. May I have another four ounce beer of the same thing, please? <laughs> I need one more. T- I really like it. I need one more taste. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Johnny, what you got on it? <laughs> I really like it, man. I would. Uh, next time I see this on tap, I will definitely uh, get a pour of it. Wow. Yeah. That's that's big time. Small wave city club, Johnny. I'm willing to bet ten dollars right now that that will never happen. Well, I won't remember this beer in ten minutes. I don't remember <laughs> anything after ten minutes. Perfect. So he can so he can say it and yeah. it's all good. Yeah. It's truth. So right now it's truth. Yeah. So what's your rubric here? Is an eight like it's out of ten. Okay. Well it's out of ten. Yeah, thank you. I live on Earth. I would have figured out that it's out of ten, <laughs> not like eight out of thirteen. No, we're actually but, one out, we're one out of eight here. Yeah, oh cool. <laughs> so so ten being like perfect, yeah. like this is my favorite beer yeah, ever. Exactly. Eight being like outstanding. is is five like Crappy. trying to trying to Crappy. five is bad. Five's bad. Okay. We haven't had very many beers in the five range. Uh, yeah, that one. would be rude, I think. But it wasn't it was more than five, but it was in the five point something, right? It oh, was, yeah. but it was it was that's by far the lowest. So what's a like this is hitting every note that I could want. You Whatever know what I'm you think it is out of a ten. If you get your favorite beers at a ten. Yeah. What does this compare to that? But if it's hitting certain notes, then put that into the factory. Mm, well, if my favorite beer is if Hams is a ten, then you know what? Maybe we shouldn't this is a go minus three. Maybe we shouldn't go ten on this podcast. It should be one out of eight because we've never had a ten. No, we definitely have. We've had whiskey we've, that's we've over nines. and nines for sure. Nines we have. Mm. Have you for had sure beers have. that are ten? What are some other eights? Oh, all all thanks the hazy for, IPAs. Thanks, thanks for listening to the previous episodes. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, and remembering them. Oh, we don't even remember them. 
we've so we definitely had plenty of beers that have hit, me, the, uh, hit the eights. I need to go to the like sip and social Wikipedia page to like see <laughs> that's not existing. what the other eights that's are. Not now you the just fan media. Mad, you get mad an idea to create a Wikipedia page <laughs> for us and just write the most ridiculous things possible. You know, it's I way harder. It's way harder to vandalize Wikipedia these days. The glory years were like two thousand nine. Sweet. When you could just read anything. What's your rating? Eight. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Giving it an eight. I love it. Mike, what do you got? <laughs> I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna follow suit. I think I, I'm giving it an eight as well. Um, I think I'm it's. Glad, I'm glad I went first. Then we the fourth person to say eight. What did you had eight? Yeah. What, Johnny put it in an eight. You know, I'm gonna say seven. We hit the eight. Not backtracking. Not yeah. I'm just. Uh, I like this, but uh, trying to be different. No, you know I. What's it lacking? Hops. Okay. I think like the a, bitterness. A, yeah, it's it. The bitterness is the intriguing part of the IPA for me that gets me sipping okay. back. Not that I'm like a big West Coast guy and I need like the I piney, need the fucking hops. Give me that 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 yeah. dank resin. But um, yeah. yeah, I'm not a fan of that. But I do, yeah, I do miss some of the brightness. Okay. From it, so I feel that. Yeah. So this shit fucking sucks. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I thought you said I you like Salavot. I, I do. I really do. <laughs> uh, and if there are, um, if they're listening right now, I'm lying. They're definitely they're not. Not. They're they're not. Okay. They're cool. too busy. Someone out of time. No one's busy. actually listening. So, Mike, what do you got? You got an eight, and what? What are you doing with it? Uh, I got an eight. I'm buying a four pack for myself. Um, and then honestly, I'm gonna follow uh, for the house, and I'm gonna follow Johnny's suit. If I see it on tap somewhere, I'm definitely gonna order it. This is the first time I've had it. We already had a keg of this on a social, and it went really quickly. You never even got to try it, dude. I, I'm not upset about it. There's yeah, I didn't. I didn't, get, we, I didn't get to try it. That and, it on, and honestly, I wasn't in a rush to try it, mainly because they make a ton of hazy IPAs, and I'm kind of kicking myself in the ass for that. So, uh, I think it's delicious. You can order it again. That's true. Well, we we have it in a can now. Oh, nice. So this is constantly in a can at social, and I've. This was super fresh and really tasty. What's a? You recognize that symbol on the back? Does that look like anything to you? The waves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you recognize another brewery? That, water. Yeah. Yeah. Do you recognize another brewery? Something we've that had something with water, but like not necessarily a lake, but like a, something a different skinnier. brewery that's local. It has a very similar Creek Time. Is that the one? <laughs> Creek Time with the life preserver on the front of it. From no, that's Crystal Lake. But oh. this is so this it's like the same symbol from good old Riverlands, Creek Time Riverlands, yeah. Riverlands in St. Charles, <laughs> oh. and we had a couple of their beers on. Um, and they were tasty, but that just looks uh, fairly similar. That's one that I gave an eight, but I was terrified to drink ever again. Why was it? Which Riverlands? Because I got the, super the hammered hazy, in my basement. the hazy IPA was, yeah. right? I, yeah. So to sum I, it up, sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Before we go to the whiskey, yeah. if you like a beer at 6.5, that's nice and citrusy and juicy. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, at it's 6. an easy 5. drinker. It's not very hoppy. No. Yep. I mean, it's 6.5. That's nuts. That's try a it. nutty value. I know? agree. Give it a try. Come by social. We got yeah. it in a can. And if you mention this podcast, I'll buy it for you. Excellent. Bam. Um, sweet. So, are you guys, so is it, is it whiskey time? It's whiskey time already? Whiskey time. We're drinking whiskey on the podcast. Whiskey or now. customer? What do we feel like? Whatever you mm. want to do. You want to do the customer and then we do the whiskey? Johnny, you're the producer. Let's get a little, little more buzzed. A little bit more. Right, let's do the whiskey. Yeah. All right. Beautiful. So, which one of you fine gentlemen? Hey, the whiskey guy, Matt. Matt's, you want to introduce Matt, this? Matt. Matt's, Why? Matt's yes, been a really I would. good. Matt's a good buddy. He's been working for Blonde Brothers for a long time. If there's anything, anyone who knows any more about Blonde Brothers, it's uh, it's the definitely bl- his wife. It's, it's the Blonde Brothers. About it. <laughs> um, tell us about what we're gonna drink. Okay. So this is uh. 
our uh, cognac finished bourbon. It's hitting the market like right now. Now, like mm. Illinois just Illinois distributors just received it. Tennessee re, uh, distributors just received it. Wisconsin, it's coming soon. So this is a um, a very small batch of bourbon finished in uh, cognac punchins. So those are the big boys. Those are the barrels that, when they're sitting on the ground, they're probably up to your chin. Um, we I don't saw know. one at Journeyman. Yeah, I don't know the exact size of them, but they're they're big. Uh, so there's not a ton of contact there, giving the bourbon a lot of flavor. Typically, um, it tends to mellow out bourbon, give kind of accentuate bourbon's natural sweetness. Um, that's not something that we were really into. Uh, th- so, um, anyways, let me pour this. Well, let's try the regular bourbon first. Yeah. Okay. Let's try the regular <laughs> bourbon first. Hey, I have an idea. Gary wants to, surprise, surprise, Johnny. Gary wants to drink more bourbon. No, we've <laughs> talked about this before. We got, if we're going to try something new or interesting, right? So is this the same juice? Yeah, we we this is sips. the same recipe. Let's yeah. drink same all res- the drinks. Just a little sips. So <laughs> our bourbon. Four, four ounces over here, guy. <laughs> Come on. We don't Gee, have a, no. we don't have a uh, pour out bucket. A dump, a dump bucket. A dump bucket. It's called Garrett's put, mouth. Put some in my glass. Here. We'll make my, my beer cup a dump, Garrett's dump cup. Garrett's mouth is our dump bucket. <laughs> I'll be your dump cup. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> So the bourbon is uh, <laughs> all of our, all of our flagship bourbon is between four and six years old. Nowadays, it's pretty much averaging five years old. Uh, these barrel these blends are these batches are blends of around eight barrels. Uh, cool. So super small, um, but not as small as your friends at Whiskey Acres. <laughs> no, well, how how big are their blend? Uh, how big are their batches? Like four or five or something. Oh, what a nightmare. They're making, they're just blending all the time then, huh? I mean, because we're blending all the time. time. Yeah, fair enough. So, um, uh, yeah, so we're, we're looking at recipe wise 72 corn, 23 rye, 5% malted barley. Cool. Corn and rye come, uh, from within, uh, like 40 miles of the distillery. Actually, lately, of the stuff that we've been distilling within the past couple years, it's been all from one guy. So, which is kind of cool. One farmer. Uh yeah, you guys want to drink this or yeah. or what? Cheers. Yeah, it's good. Cheers. So Cheers. This is, this Sorry, is, I, I didn't know base, we were waiting. This I already, is the base I already drank some. Me too. It's good. Yeah, I remember it being better than the last time I had it. That's a, that's one of the things I wanted. I was gonna say is that each time I try the bourbon from you guys, I feel like it gets it gets better. Is that yeah. due to the age in the barrel, or you guys? I think it, it it's us getting better at blending our own stuff. Just honing in on it. Yeah, because Perfect. there's not. A, you know, if it's distilled Good. four to six years ago, yeah, like that that didn't make us experts. You know, we we opened up in 2013, so I definitely consider those methods that we're using uh, more experimental, more I don't know, youthful. You know, um, so I think it really um, the it, improving nature of our bourbon now and the rye really just speak to our ability to to to, to bottle it the the rye and uh and kind of <clears throat> the spices come through really nice on that but it, i think the corn makes it a subtle spice it like knocks down that like the peppery you would mm-hmm. get from a full-on rye you mm-hmm. taste both of them right you taste both which yeah. I, I don't think in most bourbons that we've drank you, you get a lot of no because we're drinking well first off it's being aged somewhere else who've been doing it for 25 times longer than Blom's and mm-hmm. in giant, giant batches. Right. Yeah. So yeah. all those factors, right? Cool. I, um, that's tasty. But it is kind of refreshing sometimes to like go back and try something that's not like super oaky or 
like where they they're focusing on making you taste all the vanilla in the world for right. sure. So, yeah, yeah. Anyway, cool. it's, I think this is good. Cool. Now we got the base knowledge. Uh, anybody want to use a dump cup? Yeah. I feel like if I do, I'm I've drank this fun stuff of. before. No, I, my feelings aren't going to be hurt by dumping my stuff. We all got, we all got livers to go home to and worry about. <laughs> I almost did it. You should have. Visual, a visual joke. Johnny John with 10 visual joke points. <laughs> On an audio podcast. Yeah. Right. This is the segment and called I'll, Bad you're, Radio. You're the and I'll, and I'll, we'll Love never me. tell you what he just did. I've, I'll, you three, shut the fuck up. We'll never tell anyone what he just did. Well, it's I mean, just for us. Mention something else that nobody's going to ever see. Maybe they will see if they come into uh, Maze and Mash is Garrett's finely pressed collar on his button-up shirt <laughs> looks amazing tonight i must say he's wearing a nice white button-up uh, shirt he's got maybe two buttons buttoned by his he belt. does he does look good. full chest open with a little detail on the uh, white shirt garrett has the look of i've just i i've just lost ten thousand dollars in the casino <laughs> and, I'm about, and i'm about to go in to yeah. lose a few thousand more <laughs> He's not quite done yet. <laughs> no, I, I think I, I think if I sit for long enough, I'll get on a roll at all. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> uh, that's funny. I knew. I knew. Thank you. I agree. It's funny. I knew. So anyway, I got, in the car today. <laughs> I got in the car today. I was like, oh, man. I wore a t-shirt today. <laughs> I literally had three meetings, three relatively important meetings today. And so I decided to wear it. A press shirt, and here I am. You're looking good. Good job. The only thing we need is for that shirt to get wet to see any more of you. (laughs) It was raining. (laughs) Just go outside real quick. Just take a jag real quick. All right, let's drink some more whiskey. We got here, Johnny. Where's your Glencairn? Let's have that over here. There we go. This one's Johnny's. The few. The few. (laughs) And the blom. And the proud. I'll do an old pour of this one, though. Yeah, give yeah, him yeah. a four ouncer. No, that's an ounce, right? I'm pouring an ounce. I'm trying to pour. An that's ounce. pretty. Yeah, that's that's close. Okay, so before I was rudely cut off and demanded that I pour the other stuff first, this is uh, mm. uh, so it, it lasted f- um, 14 months in cognac punchins. So it had a big finish in there. Uh, the ending time is five years old. 108 proof. Entry proof. Wait, so this went in at like three and a half years? Yeah. Okay. So entry proof here. Wait, um, I got more. So what made you guys decide that? No, you I have more. So okay. the. <laughs> yeah, the, the entry proof. Your, uh, let me um, guess your I question. Didn't, didn't what question. Made, oh, okay. <laughs> entry proof in here was about 105. So we cut down to enter into the puncheon to try to get a, a different profile in it than just like. Kind of sweeten and mellow out the bourbon. Are you using the river water in Blum? We're using Blum? reverse osmosis. Ooh. So um, I, I feel like your question was, why did you choose those barrels or whatever? Or? No, I, I just want to interrupt you again. It makes for good podcasting. <laughs> and have a great night, Matt. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so. Leave my headphones on the table. So, or? so, so, so entered at <laughs> 105 <laughs> and came out at 108. 108, yeah, proofed up, which is typical of our stuff. We're u- uniquely kind of like raising a point or two a year. Okay. So, um, yeah, we have like 
barrels of seven or eight year old rye that we're tasting now for <clears throat> this is in you can cut this future barrel picks for different uh markets it's, that are like 129 like 125 to 129 so oh, that's that's right up garrett's jam yeah he loves so, that stuff yeah so i'm just um, so excited that we're that we're gonna be the first ones to do one right and this is cut out, right? This is yeah. yeah okay, we're, we're still speaking off the record. Yeah, this is off I'm the speaking record. off the record into a microphone. So, um, oh, yeah. So, uniquely, we're we're raising like a point of proof a year, basically, in all of our barrels. Cool. Do you it's find that is, is that average for Illinois whiskey? I don't know. Oh. What's um, we we might be able to ask Nick or our boy at Whiskey Acres. Your boy at Jay Henry said that they were oh, losing proof. Joe. Yeah, I love Joe. Maybe that. I mean, uh, it, it's unique too to to what kind of um, warehousing and stuff they're using too. Yeah, whether they're doing ricks or palletizing, which we switched to. I don't know. We switched to palletizing, so end on end barrels uh, two years ago. So that's what they're doing too. Maybe maybe we'll see that. Um, maybe we'll see that. Uh, I mean, we don't have a big sample size to judge, but in a couple of years, we'll be able to say, like, you know, palletizing in the in the barn, we will lose proof in that versus what we had in the in the first facility. What would you if you were if you were like in charge of everything? What would you prefer to gain or lose proof? Oh, uh, gain. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I would assume so. Yeah, I want more. I want more alcoholic like exchange inside the barrel going yeah. on even if i'm losing water and i don't care yeah you know and especially now with the palletizing um you know palletizing had kind of a bad rap in distilling like putting barrels end on end on pallets and then stacking them up for a while because people were like well you're gonna lose more it's not gonna be efficient you're gonna lose more uh you're gonna lose more whiskey in each barrel um which there is some research to sit to, to suggest but at the same time if we palletize barrels and we put them into a big barn, we can fit a lot more barrels in there. So and then you're doubling down then. Absolutely. And then yeah. we, it only takes one guy to get them out. So it's a workflow like uh, problem solved. There it only go. takes one guy with a forklift playing, you know, Tetris to get to a barrel that we really want to try. So cool. Yeah. That was awesome. A, that was a fun two minutes of nerding out about how whiskey ages. You're welcome. We don't, we don't get that every day. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. All right. So 14 months. Right, fourteen, 14 months, months in Cognac. Yeah, cheers, cheers. I've been drinking before each cheers. That's that's how we like it. Okay, that's how your tummy feels better. It feels nice. Thanks. <laughs> got a good the, rub. The, the smell, got a good rub the smell from Daddy on Gary. this is is tremendous. Cool. It's. Were you more excited about this release or the old fangled twelve year Madeira cast? Uh oh, this release. Yeah. yeah, I mean the the old fangled stuff was pretty exhausting at the end of it. I was kind of glad to be be over with it. Is that that's all gone now? Yeah, we have MGP rye left, and then we have some bottled MGP stuff that's lined up for like super <laughs> limited releases at the distillery. But there's no, I can tell you, n no, I we have no plans for when we're releasing that. What about releasing what the the MGP stuff that's already bottled? I mean, okay. Yeah, it's a unicorn right now. Tell us about some details on this guy for markets. Is it going to be available retail or? Yeah. Is oh, totally. Yeah. Right. Um, this first batch is super small. Um, we had about six hundred and sixty bottles of this. So super small. So that, so that's being spread out between all of our six states and um, to be sold from the store. Okay. At, in Galena. Um, What's a bottle going to go for at the distillery? Uh. 
$69.99. I think. Yeah, that sounds about right. $80? Yeah, we... 80? Because it it's seems 80. like you guys' specialty releases at the distillery always sell out like day one. Yeah. Uh, well, no, they're, they're camping out. That's what they're I'm saying. They're camping out, they're, yeah. yeah they, they camp out and, it's, and day one it's gone. The pictures on Facebook are hilarious. Yeah? Yeah. And these lunatics. I, I love them. <laughs> I, I, I'm, not waiting, I'm not waiting in line for anything. You know, I just... Way to promote I, your, uh, your product. I, you know, I... I love it. I think it's good, but I'm not. I'm not waiting in in line for anything. No less whiskey. Um, But uh, that also might be to my detriment because I really like (laughs) drinking whiskey. And there's probably some good stuff that I could have bought over the years, but I just uh, have no patience for that. I won't wait in line either. Yeah. Whatever. There's enough good whiskey out there. Other things to do. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, Do you think that most of the people waiting in line at the actual distillery are local or are no. they people who travel there because they're, they're, they're flipping. Tra- they're they're travelers. You so, know, so most a, of those guys don't even have jobs. You know, the flippers, like, it, of the people who are, <laughs> like, it, shade. Yeah. The, the people who are really, like, coveting these bottles, it's a weird thing because, um, you know, some of these folks are active on the secondary, but some don't. They're not in any whiskey-picking groups, but they have incredible collections and they do, you know, travel around and get the bottles. But you just don't hear from them because they're genuine fans. I gotcha. That That's is, cool. So that is a weird element to it too. Yeah. Um. Uh. But yeah, I mean the the flippers. I mean, it's just like it's almost like it's like the NFTs too. It's like it's a game. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something to um supplement your like weird gab- gambling. I, I think it like, kind of also like draws you in I, because sure. it's like a select group of people that yeah. are like involved in that hey man it's not, absolutely. For, the, it's not for the masses so i think once yeah. you get sucked in you're kind of like absolutely we all want to have a secret handshake with our little club exactly. you know it's we great are, yeah that's that's a good way to put it man um but uh you know the secondary thing like we owe a lot to it too i mean they really propelled our brand so um what well, yeah. also helps when you put out something that's worth drinking too right yeah i think uh, so it was good so I pat them on the back. Now here's the double pat on the back for Matt and Mike as being super transparent with the packaging. Who? For that MGP stuff. Oh, excuse me. The Blum brothers themselves. <laughs> Matthew and Mike Blum. Never heard of them. Yeah. So, um, oh, we haven't brought up the lost episode no, yet. We got time for that. Okay. So, um, uh, but from the beginning, they wanted to be super transparent, this stuff. That was coming out before our own distillate was not distilled by us. Not our bourbon being like, not our bourbon being like the very tongue-in-cheek joke about it. Yeah. Right. And then when the switch flipped on MGP stuff, um, like it made our stuff very easy to find, you know, and it made it recognizable and it was good because like like, the battle, right? A hundred percent. If you're not recognized in the industry, you're just battling with the big dogs. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which is impossible. Right. So, um, so Mike's, Mike's, um, Mike's our operational guy. He's our chief distiller, right? So his ability to blend the stuff, which was unparalleled. And then Matt's business nuance to like, kind of recognize that he had lightning in a bottle. And know what to do with it. Very cool. And then me kind of running around annoying them, like, hey, have you guys thought about doing single barrel? <laughs> Woodbent in Rockford would really like a single barrel. It's unfortunate. What, uh, Garrett's, what's your, Garrett, <laughs> Garrett's, uh, gee, what's your thought on uh, 
thoughts on this whiskey. I'm not going to lie to you. The f- you brought me a sample of this a month ago, maybe? Yes. And you've never lied to me, so I appreciate the yeah, yeah uh, preface. When we first met, I was... <laughs> I wouldn't bring your shit in. <laughs> I didn't think it was good. And we, we worked our way in there. Um, the I, the first time I tried it, I was like, I kind of wish you just didn't didn't put it in cognac barrels. <laughs> kind of wish you just you know, put a little bit of older product and try that. But you get um, it. You get it now. Yeah. The This this tastes different than what I had before. Hmm. I think this is a little softer. It's got a little more like the more nuance and like the in the mid palate and the finish. Huh. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's maybe it's what I ate that? before maybe. or like, did I draw that? I'm trying to think too. Did I draw that bottle from like a tank or it was something a or was it bottle. already bottled? It was a sample bottle. Did like, it have like, a label on it? No, no, it was like a 4 ounce jar or something. Like Okay, that might have just been drawn from a tank, so that was probably like it was pretty intense. Yeah, it it was it was kind of rough. Huh. Um and uh, like when the distributor's like, "That's coming out. Do you want some?" And I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> I guess." <laughs> but now, like, I'm super. Like, now I'm gonna be mad. Whatever, whatever you allocate to any of our restaurants, I'm gonna be pissed. We're not getting twice as much. <laughs> I swear well, to God. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I think this is very good, and um, and you don't get a ton of like that traditional like cognac flavor, but it is more a mellow. And I do think that you yeah. get more of like um, what the what your mash bill. Uh, tastes like without actually tasting corn right yeah well you get um you don't get like the cognac flavors but you get the french oak flavors you Agreed. get raisin yeah you get some like figginess fig but, for sure yeah but you don't get a, a a ton of like yeah you don't get any whiny sweetness right which is like if you were to drink like um even the not to go back to your boyfriend Joe from Joe, Jay Henry, the mm-hmm. uh, their their cognac you get a lot of that wine sure. wine sweetness from, mm-hmm. and I always think that's like a if you like cognac finishes that's that's what I'm going to show you first. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure if anyone who's like super super into cognac finished bourbons is going to think that this is like on par with those, but I think this is personally I like it better because <clears throat> I'm not sure I'm like yeah. in all that all that sweetness. I think the Blum Brothers fans, as they were, are going to be super into this. I think anyone who's wanting to try something interesting is going to want to try this. Awesome. One of the things I like about this is it has a jammy like finish that's strong. Does it taste like fig? But it does, but it kind of like lends it to like almost like a Pinot Noir, where I know you guys are talking about where it doesn't have that wine. But to me, I'm kind of getting some. Well, Pinot Noir is not very sweet either, right? So that's perfect. Right. So it just kind of has that jammy, I like, get that fruity. Which is figs, you know, yeah. but it, it to me it's more complex than that, you know what I mean? And I I think that if you try this with the base, mm-hmm. the base has that that bourbon punch you want, but yeah. this just has a long sweet like finish to it mm-hmm. that just is layered and awesome. And for well, anyone keeping track at home, this is my second pour. Right now. <laughs> bourbon, you don't really, well, you bourbon, you don't really get the full mouth effect of right of the spirit. You don't feel it towards the back molars. Right. You know, it, it it it's too much for that, but but this you feel the it, it full, gets to it. Yes, Johnny, what do you think? I'm struggling, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you need a coffee? No, I'm just struggling with like the doctor and the rumplements and the beers and the captains <laughs> and our whiskeys. Oh. You make it sound like <laughs> I this feel, is your I first f- time I doing a like, podcast. I feel like I'm gonna really enjoy this, but I got mass. I'm, to be honest, I have massive heartburn right now, and it's just burning. Um, you want but, Gary's so little would, tummy rub? It helped me <laughs> with my indigestion. Please. Bathroom tummy rub? You got to get under the table. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Ew. Um, I can I, I can definitely taste that there's something really great here. I'm just I'm struggling with the harpoon right now, so I can't okay. get a solid review of it. That's a good. That's I a apologize. good honest individual. Yeah, right yeah. don't lie to us. Great honest. That individual. honestly, <laughs> that review like would apply to like 90 percent of Blum Brothers fans. <laughs> <laughs> like, I like this, but my heartburn is hacking. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna gi- I'm for me. I'm gonna give this an 8.5. Ooh, this is one of the first times we're rating something with the guy in front of us. Hello. Yeah. yeah. You have I'm to look it. me I'm in the eyes while you're you know, rated. We don't normally do this. No. <laughs> I didn't think we were going to get into this. No, I think we did. When we did the, I think we learned our lesson when we were at Few. Yeah. <laughs> and we like reviewed yeah. it in They're front all, of the owner. The all oh, nines no. and tens. Oh, hey, this is the best no, bourbon, best yeah, rye we've ever had. No, all right, I'm no, going back. Uh, no, no, no. Mike's got it for I, an I just eight and a half. I think that this, this is delicious. And there, there's a vanilla aspect to it that I don't think we've talked about that's really, really good. This is going to be super easy to sell. It's it's a hand, yeah, honestly, I agree. We with got that. the new Blonde Brothers cognac finish. Do you want it? Yeah, yeah. They're not even asking what the price is. I don't I think, think you mix. I don't think you mix this with anything. You just sip it neat, or you just put a cube in it. I think also anything with a gold five years old on the front of it is going to sell. Oh, yeah. easy peasy. So wait, so you said the first batch is really small. Do yeah, you plan on a second batch. Yeah, this is something we can redo. Cool. Do you already have them aging in cognac barrels? We gotta wait another no, we fourteen have, months. Uh, we have we have other finished stuff coming out. This is oh. my answer. That's no, but I'm doing the salesman thing where I'm redirecting you to stuff, other stuff that we have coming down the bike. Well, it's not like we're not gonna buy that either, right? So, um, like, if someone can't get a bottle of this on this new on this release, is there hope for them in the future? Oh yeah, and will it be a larger release? Do you think? Yeah, Garrett, these are great for questions. sure. We have, I mean, great we have, questions. we have a lot of. <laughs> They call remember, me, they call have me. you been practicing your questions? <laughs> Mike, Mike makes fun of me for how many questions I ask. I don't make fun of you. Especially just, at the distillery. I just, I just let you know that these yeah. are great questions. It's like ever, after every question, you. it's like, great question. Great Gary. question. <laughs> great question. I great wish question. I had thought of that. That's how I respond when someone asks me a question. So and it's going to be a larger. think of the diplomatic great answer. Question. Great question. Yeah. <laughs> so, great it, uh, question. yeah, we can do bigger, bigger. I know you can. Is there one already in the pipeline? Oh, no. We don't. I don't know. Okay. We might have refilled those cognac barrels with something, but I don't know. So if you were to do another cognac one just like this, would you use those exact same cognac barrels? Sure. Those cognac cognac barrels don't really get... I mean, we might. I, I don't want to speak for Mike, um, but uh, they don't get as played out as as American oak because they a cognac barrel, they, they could have had cognac in there for 40 years or whatever. Or I mean, longer, right? Yeah, seriously. There's, so there's, there's a whole lot of... Um, nuance you can pick up i mean folks do it with sherry and madeira too they refill those yeah. barrels i mean it's not it's not a big thing i mean with the, the you know excuse me charred uh american oak i mean it's kind of it's dead after one refill right typically well don't tell the scotch right i would never talk to those guys <laughs> Here, uh, what's your what's your thoughts on this? Give us since I gave it the so eight point five. I mean, a month ago I would have given it like a four. The <laughs> seriously money. The now, it's I an, love it. I love this, uh, guys. Sip and social uh, fan club. <laughs> I gotta say, I never get honest feedback. I'm I, I'm Blum Brothers like overload of sales. Exactly. That's why uh, that's why I love Garrett. I'm taken with him. I'm looking at him straight in the eyes right now. But how <laughs> rare it is to get how rare it is to get honest feedback <laughs> from a buyer. It's it's so refreshing. It's so nice because so many people want to dance around it. 
either for their own ego because they want you to keep on coming back to them and trying to sell them stuff, which is a, a very weird complex that they That's need weird. a psychologist for. Go, or they just, you know, they don't want to say no to a guy. But yeah. um, so, I love the honest feedback. So I you, feel that. So a month ago, I gave it a four. Now I'm giving it eight and a, eight and a half. Boom. Like one of the bottles that comes to a restaurant group is being bought and I'm taking it home. <laughs> It's going to be there's on your back bar. N- there's no way I'm finding this. The other, the other one's going to Johnny's back bar. We might split the bottle. I'm not sure how many, I'm not sure how many Matt has decided that we're <coughs> allowed to buy, but you should probably add one more to it, one bottle more. Okay, so one. Yeah, or I mean, one for Johnny, too. No, I mean one total. That's it? <laughs> <laughs> this, bottle, um, this bottle sucks. Yeah, well, so <laughs> you won't be able to find it at Maze now. Zero, zero out of ten. <laughs> uh, so I, I, I give it eight and a half now, and... Um, and when we get it in, that's all I'm talking about it until the bottles are gone. Cool. Cool. Love it. Matt, thanks for bringing that on, man. It's obviously brand new to the markets. Everybody keep an eye out for it for the $69.99 to $80 price. Uh, we don't know. Uh, nobody knows. So, um, But it's going to be you a price. You think Matt would know. You, if it's hey, honestly for I me, don't if, have, this is, if this is under $100 and you have access to buy it, it, buy it. Buy if it's one. over 150 Think about it. I don't have I don't have any decision over how much stuff costs in market. And that's okay. I, I told the distributors what it costs for them to buy from us, and that's yeah. it. Okay, perfect. So whatever whatever cool. they do and whatever the retailer does, it's uh, it's up to them. It's right? out of my hands. That's cool. Awesome. Yeah. Um, great whiskey. Thanks and for I can complain about it on the Sipping Social podcast. That's what we're here for. Brother. Live show on May tenth. Oh, well, I can complain about what. In the, in the back row. Yes, You're going to be in the back row. While you're washing glassware. It's a, the, our new bar back for the night, <laughs> Mr. Matt Brown. He's getting paid 12 bucks an hour and pouring drinks for us. Plus tips. I, he I pr- he I, might be our I, hype guy, too. I promise you, Matt. I'm going to get a good night's sleep tonight. I'm going to pour myself a nice little shot glass of this little saran wrap over the top. I'm going to put it on my nightstand. He's leaving the bottle for you. <laughs> wake up. And when I wake up, the first thing tomorrow morning, I'm going to take a sip and I'm going to text you. And then he, John's thoughts. gonna have another segment of the podcast. Yeah, it's just gonna be the. Uh, it's just him with his groggy John's, voice and a, and a little bit buzzed up. up. Just woke up, God, John's morning delicious. shot glass of whiskey review. <laughs> Ooh, wouldn't that be a great three minute clip? It would be good. But are you ready for? No, that's Garrett, the most important part of the entire podcast. Here's the best one. Customer of the best week. segment that we do. Everybody who listens to us is always excited about this. Customer of the week, Garrett, shoot it. So it's not like. This did happen to me last week, but it's not like the first time it's ever happened to me. Right. Super busy, right? Mm-hmm. And it's never it's never the people who are sitting down at the bar. It's the people who are like waiting for the bar seat or waiting for a table so they want to get a cocktail first. Right. You see the group come in. You're like, okay, there's a group over there. Uh, I'm making, I got four drinks in my head right now. They give the old, the old like full on like second grader where like they're holding their arm up with one hand and the other hand like waving. They're just waving at you. Uh is their arm tired? Yeah, it's got. It's why I put another hand up. Yeah, because it's t- tired. They're just like <laughs> trying to get your attention. Like giving the like, We're we're ready. Yeah, and I'm like, because yeah. you didn't see him, right? Yeah, because I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, I'm not, not paying attention to the front door at all. Right. Um, you know that big squeaky thing that's letting in a gust of air. <laughs> yeah, and while the, I'm trying to bartend and the giant construction equipment outside making a lot of noise. <laughs> so the uh, and they like we're ready to order. Cool. What would you like? <laughs> and they, they, they they turn to their friend. It's, like a, like a two, it's usually a, it's usually a, a couple's date, right? There's four people. Yeah. It turns to his wife or his buddy who's standing next to him. He goes, "What did you want?" And the guy goes, "Uh, do they have a menu?" <laughs> I don't I don't know what what kind of IPAs do you have? I'm like, 
you were clearly not ready. Yeah. And and then I look at him and go, well, what would you like? I'll make yours while they think about it. He goes, um, do you? <laughs> and like, all right, you here's 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 the menu. I'll see you in ten minutes. Yeah. 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 That guy just straight up wasted a freaking thirty seconds of my life. So I, I hear you, and I think that most, in my experience, most of the preemptive orderers are people who are ordering food. So oh. imagine like a couple sitting down. That's at a good the bar one too. And I bring them drinks, got them, got them water, and I'm like, "Hey, can I get you guys anything else?" And they'll be like, "Oh, the guy's like, oh yeah, we're ready to order." And the, the, the wife looks at me like, no, "I haven't I'm, even looked at the menu yet." No, I'm not. Exactly, and he's like, "All right, I'll." Uh, my I'll daughter did I'll that. Catch to, you in five minutes. My daughter did that to me. We're at? at Burger Social. There's about a plug. Thanks for coming ago. in, Matt. Have a great night. <laughs> she she waved the waiter down, and she's like, Matt, what do you want? And so, you're like, oh, I don't know. So at four years old, she's waving it over. We're at the the, the the Page County Fairgrounds, of course, at the train show. Classy. Oh, that place is great. Is it? Because what we encountered, I can't, was I can't a flea, say it straight face, was a flea market for like train Trainers. collectors. So clearly, you've awful. never been to the DuPage no, County Fairgrounds because that's what that is. I was expecting like model trains like set up. No, no, no. no. Was, so, anyways, we wait, 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 wait. Before, you, what's the average age of the people working the booths? Mm, I'm not a good guess of age but i don't know 87 yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly perfect yeah. so we we they first of all they can't their hands are shaking too much they can't put it we're, we're literally walking up and my daughter says why is that guy is that guy santa at <laughs> a guy with a massive gray beard and i say no <laughs> stop talking don't, don't call him santa <laughs> yeah please don't say that out loud so we we do a loop of the train show um we go and play at the playground full of parents and young children who are also disappointed and then uh, after about a half an hour of that we go it's to good, burger social park yeah it's a great park yeah um uh the your wonderful server well it's nice of you to meant to let mike know that you're going ahead of time you're welcome exactly you're you're all w- very welcome to all of my machinations and whenever i move around <laughs> I'll send you a geotag where I'm going. So uh, the server was great. She was get. Uh, she just told um, my daughter all of the items on the on the kids menu, and Nora, as a three and a half year old, was like, "Oh, give me that mac and cheese right now. Put that down. Ooh, I want that now, baby. I'm a mac and cheese guy." So she's and, a girl, though, right? Yeah, whatever. Um, she's gender neutral guy. Is she, is she deciding? What's that? Is she gonna decide? Of what? Her gender. Sure. Okay. Perfect. I don't care. Um, so, uh, uh, of course, now I'm like cycling through. She, she pre-ordered me. I had no idea what I wanted. And then, so I ordered, <laughs> so I ordered it. And then I had to chase down Jen at the point of sale system no at way. the computer, like to, to change, change my order up. to the nice. burger of the month. So she was the preemptive order. She got me. She got oh, my man, bitch she ass. It. She really <laughs> nailed me. Uh, the difference between her and what we're talking about is, or that I was, what I was talking about is that she knew what she wanted. Oh, even, she knew what she even wanted. the guy waving me down has no idea what he wants. Yeah, well, that, in, in my instance, though, the guy yeah. knew exactly okay, yeah. what he was having. So you two but are on the same page, but his wife had yeah. no idea, and he's yeah. like, ah, all right, I'll, I'll catch I, you in ten minutes. I've kind of, I've done, I have done what you described, Garrett. I have done oh, that yeah. as. I just like if I'm out with a group of people, I get total summer camp counselor energy. I'm just like rallying people. I'm telling them what to do. And then I will preempt that without thinking that I need to decide what I'm order. All I want is for the other people to order what they want yeah. without any thought even what I want. Because I'm probably going to order some stupid bullshit. <laughs> so in my head, all these 
all these people with I who I'm with are stupid idiots who don't know how to order but know what they want somehow. John, do you ever do that? Like when you're on a group, like a bachelor party or like a group guys out, you're like, uh, you like wave the bartender, like we're ready, and you turn around like, Coors Light, four, five Coors Lights. <laughs> well, that's all. Captain Coke. Do you ever do that? Five Coors so Lights and no. a Captain Coke. No. And uh, what do you guys? Have I feel it? like me personally, I'd probably try to get a, a, most of the order ready to. Before you, before you uh, yeah. wave anyone down. Well, that's yeah. the thing. But he's but cognizant of, of how before you're walking uh, away, we are. Yeah, before you're walking away, we are ordering something, and it is probably four Coors Lights. <laughs> I see. I feel like sometimes, like the longer you're out with a group, like you have an idea what they're drinking, and you can get get an idea for sure. Yeah. Anyway, and 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 the, then the husband and wife thing. The, the the problem there is lack of communication between them. It's like. The husband probably like knew what he wanted and like didn't even like pay attention to his wife's needs. And, he knew what he wanted before he got in the car. He to knew the restaurant. That, that afternoon. Yeah, he said, yeah, yeah. "Oh, we're going to the yeah. Burger Social. I yeah. know exactly what I'm having." Yeah, today. and when he got there, she didn't have a chance. She wasn't ready. <laughs> we're getting that burger with the she, mushrooms and the shishito peppers. Tasty, Ooh. right? Oh, that was really good. Really good. Dude. It was so good. Thanks. Thanks for the plug. Yeah, Appreciate my pleasure. You, um, so another one of our customer of the weeks, uh, be cognizant of what's going on and talk to the people around you that you walk into the bar with and be on the same page. That's a pre-recorded clip that we're just going to put on every episode. <laughs> Here's our customer of the week. Yeah. Listen to this clip and uh, we won't make fun of you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going to wrap this podcast up. Uh, it's been a great time, Matt. Thanks for joining us. You got anything you want to plug for Blonde Brothers before we start uh, finishing it up? No. Uh, you should Lovely. definitely all you follow uh, Matt Brown on Instagram. He does amazing whiskey reviews. Does he? Yeah. All right. They're cool. incredible. Sweet. They what? definitely don't all end the same way. Okay. For about two years, I've been reviewing a whiskey on almost every Wednesday and just calling it calling it good. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. That's that, the whole. That's bit. the review. Beautiful. That's the whole bit. So uh, anyone. Uh, Thank you for that uh, nice uh, Well, I thought I, I, get, I get you in the teens for views. Yeah, good. <laughs> so uh, if anyone is in Knoxville, Tennessee, you guys have Knoxville, Tennessee listeners, right? Of course we do. Yeah, they're yeah, everywhere. We're, we're famous. Okay, so I will be at have, Boyd's Jig and Reel. We have tens of hundreds of people listening. <laughs> like Definitely this. sounds like a real place. Boyd's Jig and Reel. <laughs> on That's Thursday, also another place you have to go to the April basement. April 21st. <laughs> is that a, a Thursday, April 21st? Yeah. Gentlemen's Club yeah. or something? <laughs> It's definitely in the basement. I'm gonna end my plug plug right there. I will Perfect. say, well done, well done. That's I a will great say plug. April 25th. I have an event that says "Cat Eating Like an Excavator." I know what this is. This is a YouTube video of a of a cat opening its mouth really, really wide to eat some cat food. And it's very funny. Cool. Uh, so that is that probably the anniversary of that getting posted. So that's a that's a reminder for me to re- retweet that, um, and then May thirtieth, uh, of course, that's the um, anniversary of the Garfield comic where John John Arbuckle drinks cum in the veterinarian's <laughs> office. Awesome dog cum. Awesome. <laughs> All right, so I can't believe um, you had that said reminder. I thought I'm, you would already memorized that. I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad we gave the opportunity to uh, to tell us what you're up to uh, at the end of the podcast, <laughs> not the beginning. So. All right. Um, so thanks for listening, guys. We really appreciate you joining the Sipping Social Podcast today. We drank some delicious beer from Salamoth, Small Wave City Club, Hazy IPA, 6.5%. Check it out. Come by social. I'll buy you a pint. 
Garrett will buy a pint on uh, Mondays and Mays if you mention the podcast. Um, we also drank some delicious Bomb Brothers finished in cognac in a five-year uh, age statement, right? Yep. Uh, coming out shortly in the in retail and next week. Next week, uh, buy it if you can. Otherwise, come buy Maze and Social, and you, we're not oh. buying you a pour, but you can have a pour Hopefully for the. Hopefully, we get the more than one it. bottle. <laughs> Yet to be seen, my friends. I, also, May tenth, live show. May thirteenth, May thirteenth, live show, Burger Social. No, you had it right first. May 10th. May 10th. 10th. Tuesday, May 10th. Last time we're plugging this for today. May 10th, 6.30, Tuesday night at Burger Social. Johnny, where can people reach out to us to uh, to contact us if they want tickets? Yeah, if not you guys at the storefront, um, we still have that email set up. So it's info at sippingsocialpodcast.com. You can email us there and we'll respond to you. There's only 50 tickets. They're going to go quick. I feel like. Two fifths of them are already gone. So we would love to have you guys hang out with us. It's a good value. You get some good good booze, uh, good you cocktail. Get to hang out with us. You get to hang out with us. And uh, like I said, there's a little surprise in there for everybody, uh, a tradition that we do uh, weekly. And if you listen, you know what we're talking about or you'll figure it out because you're smart. Uh, thanks for joining us, guys. Uh, everybody, tip your bartenders, tip your servers, take care of the people you love. Uh, be good to each other. And, uh, Johnny, you got any last words? Burt's Jig and Reel, was it? Weird. Yep. <laughs> Matt, Matt already took off his head, but he's any, on for that. Any, any last words, so Gary? Long. Have, a, have a great night. Cheers. Awesome, Matt. Thanks for joining us. It's we'll see you guys on the next guys. podcast. Yep. Cheers. I'll see you all on the next podcast, episode 43. <laughs> Good times later, everybody. The third repeat <laughs> customer, our guest. First of all, we'd like to thank our listeners, our families, and our friends that support us. We could not do this without you. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Spotify. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Tell your friends about us if you like this podcast. Big thanks to our producer, Johnny, in the Underground Studio. Also, a shout-out to Johnny Perona and Davenport Ed. That's the rock and music you're hearing in the background. Thanks again, and we look forward to the next cocktail with you. I had Jordan, Jordan Wheaties boxes, like, not used. Like, yeah. never filled with cereal. Oh, we have the mini ones. Ooh. We have the mini ones from uh, the first three-peat. And then we have, um, uh, we had a whole bunch of T-shirts, including uh, Looney Tunes, Bulls yeah. T-shirts. I wonder where those are. I hope they're saved somewhere. My parents have just recently sold the house that we grew up in, so they might be in the trash heap. There's a thoughts and prayers to you. Thank you. Yeah, I have no. <laughs> my parents are very sentimental about it. Uh, I am fine. <laughs> I don't really care. I don't live anywhere, right? No, <laughs> I've moved seven times since then. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I. Uh, yes, the end.